I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. But here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it watch out. comes. And there's no doubt about it. The Bear has come out of hibernation. With your hosts, score golf expert and editor of Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin. Well, here it comes. Oh, my goodness. And Mike Esposito. In your life have you seen anything like that? Johnny, that's better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score and Odyssey Station. And good morning and welcome into the scorecard, everybody. Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. This is our final show of the season. And what a way for us to end another season here on the score and on the scorecard than with the Ryder Cup. And yesterday, certainly a thrilling day one for Team USA. Mike Esposito here with you in Chicago and... Our correspondent live on the ground there at Whistling Straits, and I'm glad he's there to take it all in. Barry Cronin. Good morning, Barry. Uh, I I can't imagine how wonderful it's it has been being up there at Whistling Straits. It's been great, Mike. Thanks so much for uh, for doing it. It's been a great uh, season uh, for you and me on this show, I think, and we've had a lot of great guests. And uh, this is really a tremendous uh, climax to the to the year being uh, being up here at the Ryder Cup. It's been unbelievable. Um, you know, it's one you watch it on TV, and the the images and the place is so beautiful and so dramatic and captivating, and the crowds are crazy. But then when you're on the ground walking around, of course you don't have you you don't have much idea what's going on unless you have the little uh, transistor radio thing that they have. Um, the the comeback of the transistor radio, you can walk there around. There you go. And, and you can listen to all the different uh, uh, feeds. You know, Golf Channel, um, and then they've got the uh, uh, the uh, the UK feed, so uh, it's really cool to to listen to different things. But anyway, that being said, a lot of crowds. It's just awesome. Everybody having a good time. We had uh, yesterday, I believe, at least three of the four seasons here in Wisconsin. When it, uh, from the, you know, it was about it was like forty. I think it was like forty eight degrees when they finally teed off on number one. It's seven oh six. And then, you know, in the middle of the day, it was 74 degrees. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of the day, it got cool again. It started raining. It was pouring rain when I uh, got back to my, uh, uh, to my, where I'm staying. And so uh, it was quite a day, 
quite a day, and uh, uh, I saw some people th uh, that I know from Chicago up there who ha were having such a great time, uh, really enjoying it. Fans, you know, not not media yep. people, regular regular humans, regular guys um, yeah, who exactly. were just like going around, having a great time, and and they really enjoyed it. So it's been it's really spectacular. So, and we'll get into the golf in a second, of course, but uh, a few of the other things too. Number one, and I guess I forget every time, and then I am quickly reminded how uh, how much people love the Ryder Cup and how into it people getting. I was getting texts from people who I don't normally get texts from about about sports or about golf for sure, and it's it, the Ryder Cup was the topic, and uh, we saw it yesterday. You could hear it in the crowd. You saw a ton of, you know, I, I'm sure you were rubbing elbows with Michael Jordan up there as you guys were watching the Ryder Cup together. So, <laughs> Well, I was hanging with Steph Curry, and I don't know if you <laughs> saw right. me in the pictures with Steph. I was right next to him the whole time, you know. No, and I, that was the first thing I saw. That was the start of my day. My wife had one of the morning TV shows on yesterday, and, and I did see your, your winter because uh, Mike Tirico was on and Steph Curry was on, and they had, like, winter coats on. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a cold one up there today. But then, I saw, of course, I saw them playing in, in short sleeves afterwards, so that was not the case. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, people just love the Ryder Cup, and, and really – what a way to start. But but you mentioned Whistling Straits, and we figured that this would be um, something that where this place would show out as, as well as they can. And, and it sounds like that is exactly what's what's happening. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's, uh, you know, for the fans, it's a bit of a tough walk. And I know, and certainly for uh, the great photographers that are covering the event um, uh, for different uh, photo services around the world, um, they, it's a, it's not an easy walk. As you know, uh, uh, you know, I played there a couple of times this year and, uh, you know, it's not an easy walk, especially if you're not walking down the middle of the fairway, which I seldom do. Mm -hmm. And, and unfortunately, you know, and, and the, the photographers, they have to walk near the ropes and, uh, the rope line is, uh, they have to stay within a, within an arm's length of the rope line. And of course the rope line is, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of uh, hills and bumps as you go along the side. It's not like a, it's not like a, you're at Augusta where where the where the where the hills that line the fairways are pretty smooth. These are kind of you know you got to have your mountain boots on uh, to to and make sure you don't break an ankle. So mm -hmm. that's very challenging for them. And um, uh, but yeah, it looks great on TV and uh, and it is great to be out there. A lot of enthusiasm and of course, as you said, it does draw people in who are not normally um, attracted to the um, uh, weekly golf um, because weekly golf is is a guy a lot of guys trying to keep their emotions under control you know what are their what do your golf coaches teach you when you're young or when you're playing golf don't yeah. get mad try to have an even keel whatever <laughs> but this right. is these guys are just so on edge uh, all the time and um, you know Justin Thomas made that eagle on 16 yesterday uh, in their match. Um, and, uh, I mean, he just, he was so frustrated all day because all he did in the morning his morning match when he was playing with Jordan Spieth, they were missing all kinds of putts and they, you know, they wound up getting killed in that right. match, uh, with Rahm and Garcia. And so his, his frustration, he finally made that putt and he finally, he's like, I finally did something right. And he was screaming and everything. Yeah. So people, those guys are really into it and they, they become, they're members of a team. They're rep the U.S. is representing their team, 
um, I guess Europe is representing the Eurozone or whatever, or the European mm-hmm. Union. Um, and, and, you know, they do. They are very proud of that. And so it does bring people in who aren't normally into golf because you see emotions that the players have. They're playing in a team sport, which we all love team sports because it's somehow that brings us together more than individual mm-hmm. sports. And, um, and, uh, and, and, and you're just seeing them perform in ways. And, they, and, of course, it seems like they perform better when they're playing for something bigger than themselves and their own paycheck. So uh, uh, although the Euros did not do that yesterday, they got, they got drubbed 6-2 to two by yep. the Americans. Uh, they, were, they were fortunate to, 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 um, to tie two matches in the afternoon uh, in, order to keep, in order to keep it, you know, to have it not be 7-1 going mm-hmm. into today. So, um, meanwhile, yeah. uh, the pa- the pairings are out for today, and yep. um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a second. I know you, you want to talk about something else right now. Absolutely. No, I, I just was going to say it's the biggest uh, one day, uh, day one lead, excuse me, 6-2, as you mentioned, since 1975. Um, apparently, and, uh, you know, I, I am not privy to Tiger's text, but apparently Tiger sent an extremely motivational text to the team members that they talked about after their matches, but uh, not in uh, in detail, but apparently Tiger is fully engaged with this. I saw Phil out there yesterday. You know he's fully engaged as a vice captain and uh, giving tips to the guys and, and uh, hobnobbing with Steph Curry, as you mentioned, and, and whatnot. Um, and plenty of shots. The Spieth shot on, on uh, 17, I on believe. On 17, yep, uh-huh. Amazing. I, I, you could give me a thousand chances to hit that ball and there's not a chance. I probably hit it on the green once. And, and that thing, I just, I couldn't believe that. And, and yeah. the, and the Bryson drive, I mean, listen, we talk about Bryson's drives, uh, for, for many different reasons this year. I don't think I've ever seen four seventeen on a professional golf course from, no. a, from a professional player. That's a something right there. Right. And he had like 73 in. And, uh, and, you know, got it up and down from 73 yards. So, uh, yeah, he, he played great and he, and he hit a lady, his first tee shot on number one, uh, on his first hole. He was, I think he was trying to drive the green on number one. I mean, which is pretty amazing. Uh, I mean, you know, it's incredible uh, when you look at that hole and, and, uh, and he hit a lady in the ankle. So God love him. But, you know, he signed a ball and she was not any of the worse for wear. So, uh, that's good. Uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah, no. So team, team USA with the six, two lead, uh, you mentioned the pairings are out for today. I have them here. Um, and we can talk about them too. So the foursome matchups, uh, starting, uh, bright and early, uh, seven Oh five or seven Oh five Chicago time. Uh, Kepka and Berger go against Sergio and Rom. Uh, DJ yeah. Morikawa, I like that pairing a lot. I, I'm guessing you do too, against yeah. Casey and Hatton. And then you've got Spieth and Thomas again against Hovland and Weisberger. Uh, the last group, Cantlay and Shalfley against Lee Westwood and Matt Fitzpatrick. So mm-hmm. um, what what's in, in our uh, best interest here for Team USA? I mean, obviously you want to win everything, but you've got the big lead. This has happened before, though. So, so what's, right. what's the strategy here for Team USA? Well, I mean, I think that um, obviously Kepka and Berger play were really strong in their alternate shot matches yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and I really, in my mind, when I was thinking about well, what would uh, 
what would Stricker do and how would he how, I, I think this Kepka Berger versus um, Garcia Ram is really good um, because I think mm-hmm. I mean gives first of all it'll be a great match um, because I think um, the Kepka Berger is is really a good those two guys are really competitive and Kepka's a pretty tough customer he doesn't really get rattled at all and I think those two guys are really competitive. They played great together yesterday. So I think they'll give Rahm a little bit more than what Spieth and Thomas uh, gave him yesterday. Um, and Johnson Morikawa, they played terrific. And uh, even though you sort of think, wow, what that's sort of an odd couple, really, you know. But uh, but DJ played great. He putted well. Um, he really he's been you know he was number one in the world and he kind of had a flat season um, after he won the Masters in November. He didn't really stand out. He didn't you know he just had those he had his number one status and then he lost it to uh, Rahm obviously. But um, yeah, and so they were they played real well together yesterday. And uh, this Terrell Hatton. Um, he is a terrific player, as anybody who watched these matches saw yesterday. Man, he he uh, he he birdied 18 to um, to uh, really save a half a point for yep. uh, Europe and uh, keep them in a, within within striking distance, sort of. You know, um, Paul Casey, a stalwart. I've noticed a little bit on Twitter where he's taken a lot of. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the old, the, the Twitter hatred, you know, because he didn't make a lot of putts, but he's not really a big putter. He's a great driver of the ball, great with his irons, and he's 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 a he's just not a great streaky type of putter where he hits where he hits it all of a sudden he hits a great streak and starts making just dry, making putts. So that's just the way he is, man. So uh, and and right now, you know, the only other alternative would be them to put McElroy out, and and he he was. Uh, he was uh, shut out yesterday uh, in yeah. both. So anyway, uh, and then Spieth Thomas, I think they got a good draw with Hovland and uh, Weisberger. Weisberger, eh, you know, okay. Hovland, I think they he played well, but I think they had a little bit higher expectations, but which maybe were unfair for a rookie. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a great player, and uh, I think I'm thinking that maybe Spieth and Thomas. I, I had a feeling yesterday. I don't know what you thought, but I thought Spieth was those two guys are a little nervous. In that they went out first, and there was a lot of expectations mm-hmm. on them, and I think you know that was a little too much. Now they're in this third group, you know they've they went through yesterday, and maybe they can just relax a little bit. And we know they're much better uh, players, and maybe you know maybe they can get it together. Otherwise, this is a great team. They played real well together in Paris, yeah. Um, and I think they want to keep this. They want to see. I think the American teams. Would like and American cap the future captains and Stricker would like to see if this uh, pairing can continue to work through the years. You know, this is not necessarily just mm-hmm. for this year. And of course, yep. Cantlay Shoffley, man, they were bulletproof. They were awesome yesterday. Xander just knocking in putts from all over the place, and Cantlay just being the ice yep. man, just terrific. And Westwood got blown out. Fitzpatrick. You know, I don't think he did any. I don't really remember him doing much yesterday. But anyway, so it'll yep. be good. Hey, Mike, I did want to mention one thing, if we could. Sure. Of course we can. We have we have the Chicago District Golf Association, a last-minute contest. Okay. So I just want to say this now. The listeners can go to cdga.org backslash contest to win a Ryder Cup hat. 
Hey. That's C-D-G-A as in Chicago, C for Chicago, D for district, G for golf, A for association.org, backslash contest to win a Ryder Cup hat. So if you're on your way, like my buddies Jeff and Steve, who are driving north on I-43 at this point, hopefully, uh, to Whistling Straits, uh, they can win a hat. I don't know. If I you love can, it. Can you get on there from the from the car? Probably. I'm. All you gotta do is put plug it in on your phone and yeah. Yeah, you got a guy riding. You got a guy riding a shotgun with you. Just That's go it. to cdga.org backslash. Maybe you'll get a hat. That's, I don't know. Maybe they'll deliver it to you when you're out there on the course today. I maybe that, you never know. That is a fantastic prize, and uh, we have a fantastic show. Yes. Coming up for you here, uh, our guests, Len Zeem, who I know you uh, have likely seen up there, the Dean yes. of Chicago Golf Riders. He is uh, covering the event for the Daily Herald. Len will be on next. Uh, lots of Ryder Cup talk, of course. And and how cool is this? Chip Beck, four-time winner on the PGA Tour. He played on three Ryder Cups teams. Uh, Chip will join us at 640 uh, as we continue to talk Ryder Cup uh, and before we break, because we need to break to get to Len, though, I know, Barry, there's plenty of people because we'll probably run out of time at the end. We want to thank a lot of people uh, for being a part of the scorecard and helping us along throughout this season. Absolutely. Uh, there's so many that, uh, you know, we'll leave them all out. But, uh, um, yeah, we will. And we'll, we'll go through that at the end because I have to make a <laughs> My mental list. Okay. Hey, by the way, sure. our music music from Wisconsin today. So you're gonna be Woo-hoo. you're gonna be surprised at some of these people. I, it's awesome. It's unbelievable. I didn't re- realize all these great musicians. I, I so. can't wait. And yes, we will. So we will do our shout outs at the end. I should also mention we are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. And when we come back here on the Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Len Zeem will join us. We'll talk Ryder Cup with Len, who was there at Whistling Straits for the Daily Herald. This is The Scorecard. Barry and Mike here on 670 The Score. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we 
are back on the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Some of my favorite Wisconsin music right here, Barry. Violent Femmes. Yes. Blister yeah. in the sun. We love it. And uh, we are excited to talk Ryder Cup uh, for the rest of our show here. We are excited to head on out to the score hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. To do that, we will talk to uh, the Dean of Illinois Golf Writers, as you say. Uh, Len Zeem joins us on the scorecard. Good morning, Len. Uh, good morning. What a, bit, what a big day yesterday was, and uh, two more big ones coming up. Leonard, I have a question for you, sir. You've been, to many, ri- you've been to many Ryder Cups in your life, many, it, it, more golf tournaments than uh, any five people I know. So how surprised were you with what happened yesterday? Personally, I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked. I, uh, I've noticed uh, that, um, you know, golf has gotten involved in the, uh, in the bet. I mean, the betters have gotten involved in golf much more in recent years here. And it seemed that uh, uh, more than half of those, the services uh, were, were rating the U S as a favorite. And I just couldn't understand that. I, uh, Based on the uh, the poor showings by the U.S. teams over the years, the last uh, they've lost four of the last five, and uh, and uh, you know it's it goes beyond that uh, to the Europeans. I thought that they really I didn't see that this team was going to be uh, be the one that with six rookies to uh, to make any kind of a breakthrough. And uh, I'm still not completely convinced because I can always remember the meltdown at Medina back in 2012, but. Uh, uh, to get off to a, the start, the U.S. did their best start since 1979. Um, that's uh, that's something to be excited about. Right, and 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 honestly, Lenny, they have uh, you know the pairings today. I, I have a sense that uh, uh, in the first maybe you know in the first pairing today, you've got Kepka and Berger versus Garcia and Rom, which I think will be a more formidable opponent for Garcia and Rom. I think I felt like Spieth and Thomas just did, it seemed like they were nervous out there yesterday, and they couldn't make any putts. Spieth was leaving his putts short, and he was you know all that. He just didn't seem to get into rhythm, and Thomas was missing putts. But Berger and Kepka just seemed like they were pretty stoic when they were out there yesterday. Yeah, I think that they were. Uh, the thing the the thing that strikes me about these morning pairings. Is that uh, the Europeans, uh, Patrick Harrington? He's got, he's not he didn't send out Rory McIlroy. Uh, you know, he, Rory had a tough day yesterday. He was on the he he got a bad beating in both of his matches. Uh, and uh, uh, but you know, still he's uh, he's been a mainstay for Europe and in the uh, in the uh, Ryder Cup for for years. So uh, you know, you'd think he'd he'd be out there when the going is the tough. It's toughest, and it's certainly tough for that team now. Yeah. Yeah, Lynn, and I, I was actually going to ask you, I mean, is that something where, I mean, because Rory is obviously one of the best players in the world, you mentioned the history with the Ryder Cup, is that something where that they actually w- you would sit down and chat with Rory or, or whatever, or is that a, you know, coach's decision type thing? How, how, do you, how do you estimate that type of thing is handled by Harrington? Well, you know, I think that uh, – he Harrington, I'm sure felt this is just what I feel that he he needed to give his team a, a somewhat of a fresh look and 
put the pressure on and everybody and say, look, the star isn't there. Let's go out and, uh, and, and play for him or anything, anything to kind of reverse the momentum. You know, yesterday they only won one match, one match, the first one with Ram and Garcia. And that's a very formidable team to put out there. I mean, that's, you've got the world number one and the, the player who's won more points than anybody else in Ryder cup history. So, that's a very formidable opponent, but uh, you know it's going to take more than more than one, winning one match to uh, to get back into it uh, today. So it, it's a, it's an odd one. I mean, uh, he did. Uh, Harrington did the same thing yesterday. I thought, you know, and the uh, uh, biggest surprise to me was how McElroy and Ian Poulter were completely demolished by uh, by the U.S. team in in. Uh, in the in the fourth match of the morning, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, the, the, he's uh, uh, Poulter is a legend in in Ryder Cup play uh, from Medina. He was a fearsome competitor, and the, him and McElroy they were down they were down five after five holes yesterday, and then never really got back in the match. So yesterday was a funny day, but uh, you know, so was that last day at Medina. So I. I'm still being guarded. I'm still, I know there's a lot of golf <laughs> mm-hmm. left to be played. Yeah, Lenny, those of us who were out there at Medina in 2012, uh, I think you can't help but be haunted by that. And I think <laughs> uh, in a way, in a way, I mean, this American team, I'm sure Stricker, who was there and who who played in that in that final, uh, you know, obviously played singles um, yeah, and, and lost. Um, but uh, he's got to re- be reminding those guys, hey, listen, you know, it ain't over till it's over, and it, we're only and we're up only six to two. And really, uh, you, if Europe comes back today, uh, I mean, how close do they have to be going into Sunday? Realistically, I know they were down ten to six at Medina uh, when they came back with that unbelievable comeback, but that was otherworldly, and I don't think that could maybe you know it would be hard to see that happening again. Uh, but how close do you think they have to be? Well, uh, you know, like you like you said there, if they if they win uh, half the points today, if uh, mm-hmm. they get four points, uh, right. then it's ten to six, and that's kind of eerie. <laughs> right, that's the right. same uh, same score it was going in the, into the end at Medina. I tell you one thing that uh, no matter how it really turns, I, I think that uh, Steve Stricker's decision um, on, on rosters roster selections. Uh, has turned out to really be what the U.S. team needed. I mean, the the old stars of the uh, of the past just weren't getting anything done, and uh, I thought this team was way too young. I mean, uh, um, all these first-time Ryder Cuppers, but uh, uh, Tony Finau, for instance. I mean, he played great yesterday. Uh, um, you know, it's uh, it, it was uh, it was a Berger played very well. It was a it was a whole bunch of players playing good, and they were players who uh, brought a fresh outlook to the U.S. team and to the to the Ryder Cup. It was a it was a very heartening thing to see. Yeah, six Ryder Cup rookies, and uh, uh, they played they played great. Um, and so I, I agree with you about Stricker, and uh, I think it really was good to get to, to move on to these new guys and see what see what they have because. Um, Obviously, the old guys weren't get, haven't been getting it done, having lost nine of the last 12 Ryder Cups. Uh, 
during the Tiger Phil era, they didn't get it done. No, they sure they sure didn't. And uh, you know, this is this is such a a, a great event. I mean, yesterday was the weather was just beautiful. Today it's going to be colder, and uh, both days are very windy. Tomorrow is supposed to be another another good, much warmer day. Um, and so the pack, the crowd is just. Uh, uh, you know, has an ideal uh, situation, atmosphere to uh, watch the matches. The only drawback that I've seen to this Ryder Cup is the uh, massive traffic uh, jams that were that existed yesterday, and uh, on the TV today uh, in in Milwaukee, the um, there was more warn the Milwaukee station more warnings of uh, how how much extra time you need to get over to the to the golf course. Uh, yeah. You know, their small country roads aren't built for, uh, they estimated 20,000 vehicles uh, when they usually get uh, about 680 on a, on a daily basis. Right. So that's right. something to, you know, maybe be, maybe to be considered in choice of uh, future uh, Ryder Cup sites. But uh, I think Whistling Straits has worked out just great. It, it, it looks great on TV. It's certainly a good challenging course and i i've always felt like that course would be very good for match play uh, a lot of risk reward opportunities there and uh, and that's what's turned out to be yeah len zim our guest here on the scorecard and uh lenny before we let you go uh, uh we mentioned a few of yesterday's highlights what stood out to you yesterday uh as the u.s took that 6-2 lead uh maybe one or two items that you thought were were keys to that well, number one for me was the uh, the way uh, Poulter was just com- not in the, not in the uh, not in the mix at all. I mean, his record was was a terrific Ryder Cup player, not just because of Medina, but his his overall record. He had been unbeaten in six singles matches, and and uh, he's uh, his record as a as a in the uh, team play was always very good, and to, to see him fall five down after five holes in his first match and then be benched for the second match. That was a shocker. Um, you know, and I think that the, uh, the one, the one memory, the one shot that shot for by, uh, uh, Jordan Spieth, it was in a match that the U S didn't win, but that, uh, that shot from, uh, uh, yeah, down number the, 17, the yeah. 17 yeah. green. I mean, that was one I just couldn't believe he pulled off. That was, uh, that was the shot of the day, even even if this match was not, yeah, uh, you know, kind of overshadowed by by uh, you know the the loss. But still, a, still a great first day. A lot of good memories to take from it. Uh, the long drive, the uh, that uh, DeChambeau hit, and he's only he's sitting out in the morning again. So I think Stricker must know what he's doing. And the way they the way things uh, worked out yesterday, I was surprised DeChambeau didn't play in the in the morning and play the whole day. But uh, he's he sat out yesterday morning. He's sat sitting out this one, and uh, we'll see where we go from here. Well, Lenny, yeah. listen, I just want to make sure that you know the other competition is in the merchandise uh, tent. <laughs> and it's uh, it's absolutely. I mean, there's so many people in there that the, that the lines go from the to get to the register. The you talked about the parking. Uh, the lines uh, for the uh, merchandise tent go from the front of the from the 
all the way into the all the way back to the front door. People are lining up to, to buy shirts and all kinds of you know head covers and flags and all kinds of stuff, spending hundreds of dollars, uh, most of them. And uh, that's the one thing. And I noticed, I, I, of course, I have to go in there. And, you know, I do my research and my reporting from the ground, Len, just for the, the consumers, <laughs> the average listener. And, and I went back to the merchandise tent uh, yesterday afternoon. And the Peter Millar, which is a big, uh, they've got so many vendors in, in there this year. It's really great. A lot of choices. Peter Millar, the, the, uh, the, one of the it was cleared out. Uh, all of the shelves were cleared out of shirts and everything. They still had a few left, but the but the shelves themselves were clear were cleared out and everything was picked over. Uh, you couldn't get different sizes of shirts, etc. So it was crazy. They've got a they're playing disc. They got a disc jockey and they're they're playing disco music. Uh, I don't know about disco, but they got a big drum machine going with the with all the with all the music that they're playing. So it's quite a it's quite a dance party in there. Well, I did my. Uh, I I think I did all the shopping I'm going to do. I, I bought some, bought some gear. We're, we've been on the road a long time and had to get some some gear. You know, living in Florida, you don't uh, get used to the chilly temperatures. So we had to buy some uh, clothes that kept us warm. But we were going to do some Christmas shopping in there. But I don't know. I, I uh, I'm a little leery about trying to. Work my way through that crowd yeah. again because it was uh, it was crowd and that was I bought did my shopping the day before the matches began so I, uh, it was a I, little more calmer then. I think I speak for all of our listeners when I say that we are glad that we have two intrepid reporters on the ground there doing <laughs> covering the, these stories for us that you know uh, there's no other radio sh- no there's no other radio station in town with this kind of coverage uh, we're, we're all over it we're all over it. Well, Len, hey, we we really appreciate you joining us this morning. Uh, It's been great chatting with you, and and we'll uh, be looking forward to to it again soon, and enjoy the rest of the Ryder Cup. Oh, it'll be fun. Thanks, guys. See you later today, Lenny. Len Zeem, the Dean of Chicago Golf Writers. You can find him at lenzeemongolf.com. He writes for the Daily Herald and and many other uh, publications. Uh, and uh, does a great job. So it's great talking to Len. Uh, when we come back, Barry, I'm excited to do this. We're going to talk to uh, a three-time Ryder Cup player for Team USA. Chip Beck will join us, and uh, we'll do that next. This is The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score. And we are back on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine here on 670 The Score. Talking Ryder Cup, of course, Barry, and who knew better Steve way to... Miller was from Milwaukee? I I had no idea. We've learned something. Either. We've learned something new today, and we're about to learn a lot more as we uh, head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Who better to talk Ryder Cup with than somebody who has played on three Ryder Cup teams for Team USA? 1989, 1991, 1993. Uh, we're delighted to be joined by Chip back here on the scorecard. Hey, Chip, good morning. Good morning. It's, it's a great, I think it's going to be great weather up here today, too. For sure. Chip, awesome. uh, most people, there's a lot of people in Chicago who have no idea that a Ryder Cup hero, Chip Beck, lives in the Chicago area. Um, and you've been, lived here for, a, you lived in the Chicago area for a long time. Um, Man, you had a great Ryder Cup record, 89. 
you you know you have a record six two and one that's your uh, including three and zero oh in singles in the Ryder Cup. That is just awesome. People do not know that, and I'm telling them right now. <laughs> your, your Ryder Cup hero lives in Chicago. It's it's awesome. So Mary, you I'm always glad, do your homework. Glad you're still though. here, man. Great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, Chicago, you know, Chicago is a great city to live in, though, playing golf, because you could always get home on Sunday night. Where I grew up in North Carolina, it was an army town. I could never get home on Sunday night. So Chicago <laughs> was really good to me. But I will tell you that the Ryder Cup was probably the highlight of my career. I loved it so much. I married a young Chicago girl, and she was a very she was socially very strong and just uh, she loved the Ryder Cup as well. And so we loved all the parties. And in my day, they, they, they appeased us by giving us $10,000 for, for clothing for the wives each year. Uh, <laughs> so that, wow. that, 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 that made me a hero. <laughs> that, that's, one way to, that's one way to get the guys to play. That's for sure. Well, that um, was pretty you, nice back then. Well, Chip, uh, you uh, in uh, in '91, people might remember the uh, uh, the Ryder Cup, the War by the Shore at Kiowa Island in South Carolina, the Ocean Course, where Mickelson won the uh, PGA earlier this year. Uh, you defeated the uh, that year's Masters champion Ian Woosnam three and one in your singles match, and that was a big that was a big point for them for the u.s to to win that uh event and uh, win the Ryder cup back uh 14 and a half to 13 and a half to reclaim the cup that was huge and then in england in in 93 at the belfry you and john cook you guys were set out as the sacrificial lambs to uh, go up against nick faldo and colin montgomery and you and you wasted them man you beat them in best ball two up that was huge yeah tom watson thought we couldn't play anymore that was really amazing. I said, John, I said, you were the best. You were number one in the world eight months ago, and now they're telling you you can't play. I said, this is crazy. I said, there's never been a, been a team or a, a country that's been underestimated that didn't win the war. I said, they, they, they put the, the extra club in our bag. We're going we're gonna to birdie that first hole and never look back. John knocked that putt in on the first hole, and we never looked back. So that was that was a great experience because they really thought we were just going to lose to them and move on, you know. But in '91, Ian Wisdom, if you remember, he drove it at Augusta. He drove it over the bunker at 18. First right. time in the history of the tournament, somebody could drive it over the bunker. And so, like when you when you saw Bryson Jambo hit it 417 yards, whatever, on the fifth hole, 600 yard hole, or just under six, like 685 or something. He had a 72-yard wedge to the to the cup yesterday on the fifth hole. Yep. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. insane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, crazy, crazy. We are ta- so, yeah, go ahead, uh, Mike. We are talking to Chip Beck here on the scorecard, and, and Chip, we're all uh, we all have a bit of Ryder Cup fever here as we watched yesterday, and and the biggest one-day lead uh, in almost 50 years, the 6-2 lead. But, uh, you know, we were talking last segment, unfortunately, you know, what happened at Medina 10 years ago or nine years ago, whatever. So how does the U.S. guard against that? I mean, you've been in those in those rooms. You've played on these teams. What's going on with Team USA right now? What are they talking about? Well, the great thing about the Team USA, they're all child prodigies. They're young kids. It's like the changing of the guard. Because I think in the past we had so many seasoned veterans that were like playing in the off season, they were losing money coming to the Ryder Cup, you know, 
these kids today, even though they make a, a tremendous amount of money, like we didn't make money, we played for the love of the game in my generation. I mean, I told people last night that in 1979 when I came in on tour, I made my first cut. I had qualified for the first tournament in July at the Western Open. I finished 15th and made like $1,500. Hmm. And uh, I played pretty well from there out. And I failed keeping my card by $92, and I didn't make $7,000. And that's 1979. Five years earlier, Miller had won seven tournaments and made 240000 So we played for the love of the game, you know. But, you know, you look at a Jordan Speed, he's made $50 million bucks for the last probably five years. And um, so the, the money is a non-factor, really. But well, like when I played, it cost me $30,000 on the, on the Monday before and the Monday after because I couldn't get there to compete to play in a, in a pro-am or something, you know. But the, uh, the, the, the great part about it is these kids are hungry. And they're really gifted. I think all the rookies won every match yesterday. So I'm really happy that uh, these young kids are coming out, keeping their confidence. Because in our day, you know, we we qualified for the tour, but we didn't have a chance to play. I mean, literally, I would get there. I went to Phoenix the first year. We had we had four courses, 150 guys for one spot at each course. You had to be a really good player to get that one spot. You're shooting, mm-hmm. you know, a low 60. So it was a different ball game, but now they have a great, you know, uh, corn ferry tour where they can play for the year, hone their skills in. And so now you'll see like a uh, uh, Tony Finau, who five years ago had turned down a basketball and golf scholarship to Utah and some colleges. And uh, five years later, he's one of the best players in the world. So that, that didn't really happen in my day so much. You know, if they didn't qualify for the tour, they were going to Asia to play. And right. so Tony Finau could hone his skills in, play a few days, work his way through the mini tours, get to Canada, get to the Corn Ferry Tour, and then now he's on tour. You know, I mean, it's really quite amazing. I'm not saying that's a that's a great thing for a guy not to go to college, but I, I think that uh, I think it hurts somebody not to go to college. Where where if you look at like you know Seve Ballesteros and Bernhard Langer and these guys that. Uh, had no college education. I mean, their their education ended at like 11 years old. Yeah. I think that uh, they might make a lot of money, but I think their lives are not as interesting. And probably, you know, it's like Larry Ellison said, he had all the benefits of poverty. That poverty drives you to be, you're, you're always afraid of losing. What, you know, yeah. so I mean, you know, it's a different ball game, but I, I think it's, uh, I'm glad to see that the tour is set up now where a guy can come out and really not lose his confidence. Now you start to see some really great players come through at a very young age. It's pretty exciting. Chip, we just have a, a cup, about a minute left here, but what do, just what do you think? Uh, can the U.S. hang on to this lead, and uh, and can they win the Ryder Cup? I think it could be almost like the biggest massacre in U.S. history. <laughs> I think it's. I think <laughs> these guys are that good. And what's really interesting, the the European players are really flat. And uh, I don't think the golf course fits them. You know, it's kind of like in France. We had all our long, wild hitters, and we needed the short, straight hitters. But they don't really have a lot of length. They've got John Rahm and, you know, the the Spanish Armada going out this morning again. That's their best team. But they really haven't come together with a good team yet. No, McElroy and uh, and we thought I thought McElroy and Lowry were going to do something, but uh, but they didn't. 
Well, listen, of the biggest massacre in, in the Ryder Cup history, I'm, I'm down with that, uh, Chip. I agree with you about all that. The Euros are flat. They don't fit the course. And you know what I say? Too bad. As, as Ozzy Guillen <laughs> says after the White Sox games on the uh, post game, so sorry. So sorry, not sorry. But uh, we're not sorry to have had you. We're not sorry to have had you on the show, Chip. And uh, we've got to, We've got to go. We got only have two minutes. We got a. We got a short show this weekend. So, uh, but thank you so Enjoy much yourself. for being with us. It's such an honor to to have you on, and it's it's so great to have a Ryder Cup hero living in the Chicago area still. Barry, you are so nice, and the uh, best to best to the uh, to all that you're doing this year. I hope you have a great year. Thank you so thank much. You. Thank you, Thank you Chip. Chip. Chip Chip Beck, uh, former uh, four-time winner on the tour, Ryder Cup uh, 1989-91-93. Uh, great to talk to him. Great to talk Ryder Cup. And, Barry, as we mentioned earlier in the show, this is our last show of the season. Lots of people and lots of organizations to thank about what we've done this year. Right. Robert Marchione from the CDGA, Mike Gilligan, Casey Richards, um, and, of course, the Illinois PGA, very helpful getting our – Pros in here, Palmer Moody, Kevin Quinn. Uh, uh, so uh, just terrific. We had a lot of great guests uh, this year, all of our golf writer buddies. Uh, man, we had some good guests. Mike Wan, the head of the uh, yeah. USGA, and uh, Bob Turner, uh, tr- interpreter for Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, we had some cool guests. So thank was, you, Mike, for everything. You did a great job this year. And we played golf together, which yes, is the most we important did. thing we did. We will have to do that again soon, my friend. Enjoy the rest of the Ryder Cup this weekend, and we will be talking with you soon. Thanks so much, Mike. Good luck to that, you. Thank you. That's Barry Cronin. He is uh, live up at Whistling Straits for the rest of the Ryder Cup. Mike Esposito back here in Chicago. Again, thanks to Chicago District Golfer Magazine and the CDGA for all their help this year. Thanks to Adam Studzinski, who produced us all year for doing a wonderful job. Most of all, thanks to you all for listening each and every week. Here to the scorecard. Coming up next, marathon coverage at 7, Chicago Marathon Show. Early odds at 8, and then coming up on Inside the Clubhouse at 9, White Sox General Manager Rick Hahn. He'll join the guys at 10 o'clock. Stick around here, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 